I'm Riggs Eckleberry, co-founder, chairman, CEO of Origin Clear. The government needs to continue to provide a lot of abundant clean water. But what happens to it after it's used, when it's dirty? Do you know that 80% of all sewage is never treated, it's just dumped? That leads to water scarcity, but it also leads to a lot of disease and pollution, the ocean turning into something horrible. At the same time, the cities and counties are not getting the funding they need to really treat the water, and so they can't keep up. The solution is let the people who use the water clean the water. Water on demand is investment in actual capital assets that earn income. Sign up to hear my weekly briefing every Thursday night, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Just put oc.gold slash CEO in your browser, register for the briefing, and I look forward to hearing more from you. And welcome aboard for another exciting briefing. You're going to love this one. Oh, Lord. The amazing Dan Early joined me a couple days ago, and uh, it was really, really um, detailed, lots of useful information. So we'll get right on to it. And Robert Baxter says, hello, guys. Right on, right on. It is July the 14th, Bastille Day in, in France. And uh, briefing number 169, a new beneficial income asset, water. So without further ado, we're going to, of course, uh, show you something that's in the news, actually. Uh, we were in a USA Today special edition that got put together for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. And um, I'll show you, this is kind of the front. I'm actually gonna show you the real thing in a second, but this is what it looks like. And then you have all these thumbnails. And then we zoom right in to a section about levees. And sure enough, we're, we have the last word about levees. National Levees Safety Program is a great example of a coordinated effort to improve the conditions of one sector of the water industry. And I hope to see more like it. So I approve. Uh, let me show you what it looks like uh, in actuality. Here is the digital thing. And if we look here, here's all the pages. And so we come right in on uh, page 16. Here it is. And sure enough, there's the article right there. So uh, that's another nice little hit that we got. Another thing I wanted to show you was our new media page. So um, mixing up all the media, we felt it was like, you know, you don't know ahead of time that you got to go look in radio or whatever, right? So this is all mixed up and uh, in Water Online and Forbes and all kinds of good stuff here that we have coverage in. This is all, of course, very, very important. All right. So that's the media page. Now we're going to have the CEO interview with Daniel M. Early, professional engineer. Dan Early, the man himself. How are you? I'm doing well, Riggs. Doing very well. Good to see you. Likewise. Well, um, there's been lots of interesting developments. I think we can both agree it's been an interesting and long road, um, but we're starting to see some daylight and some excitement. And um, what I thought we'd do today is kind of, um, first of all, go over some of the stats to show where the business is basically inflected from right. early days to where it started taking off and then discuss the, the company's business model uh, perhaps the whole water on demand initiative, how that might play out um, in terms of uh, getting your technology out there to the install base. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and share a screen here. And um, this is anonymized version of our company forecast, our live forecast here. And what we're looking at is 2022 here, where 
it really shows that um, in Q1, you know, you were almost five times 2021's Q1, uh, which really says that this was really, in my opinion, early this year, you hit an inflection point where in literally uh, March, you just scored a very nice 28,000 gallon per day unit. Now, uh, remind us what Averitreat is. Uh, the Averitreat the is our uh, package wastewater treatment system. Uh, that utilizes the the structural plastic tankage system as the delivery model. Um, this is direct burial, uh, direct burial application. And in this instance here, um, line 17, the 28,000 gallon per day Evera system is a two tank system for a school project that we're working on in Florida. Um, it's a full direct complete, burial. Direct burial means that the tank it's not it's not an above ground unit. Mm -hmm. This one is designed for partial or complete burial. And basically you put it in the ground, it's like out of sight, out of mind. It uh, provides additional security. Um, it helps protect from environmental conditions, heat, winter cold, freezing, and those types of things. Very interesting. So, you, um, so you're able to jump up there. Now, what we see also in this lineup is on the far right, column N, is the pump station business, which it was up 72% over 2021. And if, if we go into 2021, actually, we see, I'm just going to look at the full year here, your whole 2021 was also four times over 2020. So you had two big jumps, uh, 2020 to 2021, and then 2021 to first quarter 2022. And we saw good, steady growth in pump stations. What I see here is that pump stations just had a nice, even growth, and it's very typical of the business, which is more municipal in nature, more um, uh, infrastructure related, as opposed to being a um, fully decentralized uh, commercial business type application. Am, am I right with that type of characterization? You, you are, Rich. You're correct with that. The um, the Avermod pump station product line, it um, it is an infrastructure solution. Uh, it is derivative of the heavy plastic manufacturing model that we are deploying and continue to evolve and grow. Uh, in support of our decentralized wastewater treatment product lines, uh, it's just a it's a, just an it, what I like about the Avermod is it's an ancillary beneficial product that contributes to the water infrastructure world. So yeah. that's a really a really nice little product line we have. Uh, remind us what a pump station is versus a lift station. Well, the pump station and the lift station get used um, interchangeably. Those terms uh, in this instance right here, we are pumping wastewater uh, in. In wastewater collection and conveyance systems, when you discharge wastewater from a facility, it either flows by gravity to a low point where it's treated or final you achieve your treatment and final disposal, or if you have to pump up to a higher elevation, you have to use a pump station or a lift station. So that uh, that is what a pump station or lift station is. It's um, designed to collect and pump the wastewater and to convey it downstream to um, its final destination. Well, it sounds pretty prosaic, and I would say that what is causing people to begin to adopt modular water systems, a Veramod product line versus existing stuff? The, the message that we have been promoting and preaching into the industry about the durability and the sustainability as it relates to uh, the Averamod pump station product line and, and for the for the wastewater treatment, the Averatreat and the Averaskid product lines, the sister, the sister products, the durability and sustainability of the structural plastics vessels and those systems is really catching on very, very quickly. Uh, the specifying engineers and the consulting engineers that specify these types of infrastructure solutions, they design them into their permitted construction documents. 
they are looking for those solutions. And what we are finding is now that we are established and have built rep have established and have installation base and we have a reputation and referrals, the, the regions where we are working, we are starting to see rapid adoption of the pump station product line um, in Pennsylvania in particular, uh, now in Georgia, also in Texas. Those three regions right there, we were heavily focused on early stage promotion and marketing. And I think it's it's very indicative and is indicative of the trend that were the major the, the major trend we're seeing in the infrastructure world uh, where end users, public utilities want these 100 year life cycle solutions for the structures. And that's what the Envermod is. It's a turnkey single point of delivery infrastructure solution that happens to have a 100 year structural service life. It's the like simple four product, right? I mean, it's it's a tube with a pump at the bottom, basically. Yeah, it really is yeah. not overly complex. It's just that our methodology, our design methodology, and our manufacturing approach, and our single point of delivery model is is very unique to this industry. Um, it we are doing things in the industry that are that are different from the conventional design and procure model around precast concrete or cast in place concrete. Uh, these very clunky, archaic, old delivery models. Um, it's not unlike comparison to the modern electric car or some of the things that you're seeing, some of the evolution you're seeing in the manufacturing world. We're just doing it in plain Jane, just <laughs> just regular run-of-the-mill wastewater infrastructure systems, and it's catching on. I'm, I'm very pleased with the progress we're making. What would you say, uh, from what you know, is the condition of the pump station what kind of conditions it all in? That's a fantastic question that you've asked, Riggs. The existing infrastructure uh, installation base around pump stations is in deplorable. It's they're huge. They're everywhere. They, these things people don't see them because they're out of sight, out of mind. They never think about it. They flush their toilet. They just don't know where the wastewater goes. In every locality, there are pump stations, and in some regions, there are tens of thousands of these pump stations. And uh, these mostly, I would say the average life, the average age, probably in the 50 to 50 year life cycle. A lot of these have been installed in the last 30 to 50 years and they have far exceeded their usable service life and are now a, a contingent liability, a future liability. It's a maintenance risk involved with them. They have to either replace with like or they have to upgrade and install a newer solution, which is what the Avermod represents. It represents a solution that overcomes this durability challenge that these end users and owners and operators struggle with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so I, I would say the addressable market in North America is in the billions of dollars of value. It is just in the wastewater, just in the wastewater lift station. It is in the billions. Um, it is a huge unrecognized and unrealized burden uh, for the most part, uh, the end users, the utility owners and operators, they know what the challenge is. They know because they're fighting that fight every day of the week. And so we, we the Avermont system offers a solution to help deal with these big, these very expensive O&M budgets, the, um, the trying to forecast what your budgets are going to be 10 years, 20 years, 50 years from now. That The Avermont really provides a safety net and helps those end users. O&M budgets, operation and maintenance budgets. So... Yeah. Uh, so basically, it's it's a different audience from you know our regular wastewater treatment business, which is more decentralized. Am I right? It is. It is a different business model. Um, it's a, the different end user, different um, different application. Um, it is both municipal 
which is the public sector, the public utilities, the public wastewater utilities. But on a parallel path, there is there are these commercial applications. And I can speak um, I can speak today about a our, our first national account that we just recently secured, big major commercial account. Um, they are in, investing in and want uh, green technology, durable, sustainable infrastructure solutions. After understanding the value proposition that is the Averimod product uh, and that infrastructure solution that we've created, they have adopted that as their preferred and their specified solution. So that product line, just that one customer right there, I think will contribute at least another two and a half million dollars in top line revenue just to the pump station product line by the end of this year. It'll probably go to five million next year just with that one customer. Talking about uh, sales, basically. In sales, yes, sir. Wow. Well, that is really exciting, and um, and I think that's why we're looking at basically uh, separating Averimod from the modular water systems whole. Uh, to give it its place in the sun, to give it its own team, its own network of referrals, because it's, as you say, it's more of an infrastructure play versus a point treatment play, shall we say. Correct. It is very much so. Very good. Well, let's go back and uh, look at some of these other observations we have here. So taking a look again at 2022, uh, we see that this, of course, we announced um, recently that first half of 2022 was a big jump versus uh, 2021. And you, in fact, <clears throat> were a big piece of that. You were uh, two and a half times, as opposed to overall, it was two times. You were two and a half times. So you've really, um, you know, I think what's what's fair to say is that, you know, we, we've we had progressive water treatment and it's had a certain run rate and you basically um, doubled it up. And at the same time, both of you are growing. So not only is PWT being sort of cloned revenue-wise with you guys, but both of you are also increasing. So that we're seeing, for example, uh, first half 2022, you closed 2.5 million. Uh, now, by the way, I wanna make make it clear, these are purchase orders. They do not reflect cash flow uh, and they do not reflect recognized revenue. So they are an indicator of future business, but nonetheless, they are closed contracts and you've gotten a big jump for the year so far while at the far right here, we see that the pump stations are getting a nice steady growth in wastewater treatment and in pump stations. So that's you know super exciting. Obviously, the, the biggest challenge right now is we got to staff up for it, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we do. Big time, big time, Riggs. I was, um, I was in, I've been in a series of um, executive level meetings with uh, Tom Marchesello. He's our COO. And with Prasad Tehr, he's our CFO. And um, we are laying the groundwork. We um, we're actually close to inking a deal to bring a new um, a new senior engineer on board. Mm -hmm. uh, we are looking for. We need to bring on uh, production managers and product managers, um, additional engineering staff. All of that is on the front end, um, on the top end and the front end of the, the the business model. And then on the back side of it, we are trying to balance that out by bringing additional manufacturing resources on board. Uh, both at, in our facility in McKinney with our sister company with PWT, but also with third-party um, independent um, preferred fabrication partners that we work with on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm very pleased with the, the way those relationships continue to evolve. The, our, our outside third-party vendors are making sizable upgrades to their manufacturing capability, both in tools, machines, uh, manufacturing labor, and those types of things. 
all of this is working towards the, the overarching goal, the long-term vision that we have for modular water systems and the, the scaling of the business lines around the Averamod system, the Averatreat, the Averaskid. Uh, the, all three product lines are seeing very rapid growth, very rapid acceptance and adoption in all, in all of the major regions where we're currently focused. And we are only focused in just a handful of specific regions at this point in time. As our uh, independent sales rep network grows, this demand is going to continue to uh, is going to continue to grow as well. So obviously, there's good word of mouth about it, but but what uh, from a marketing point of view is driving this expansion? The 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 drive the the drive behind this has been our focused and deliberate promotion and marketing campaign. We started in 2019. Uh, with the Averamod product line, we were very we had the, the we developed the product line. We promoted it to specific regions. We promoted to the consulting and the specifying engineering world, where that is that they are they are at the tip of the spear, working with their customers and clientele. The product is geared towards them. It makes their lives easier, and with use comes familiarity. And, and the engineering world really likes the ease of which they can take our product and implement it uh, as a solution for their customers. Now what we are seeing, a similar series of events and experiences uh, with respect to the Averaskid plug-and-play wastewater treatment system and the Averatree direct burial uh, package wastewater system that we have. That is what's driving this. It's a very deliberate, very focused process. You know who your end users are, you know who your, stake, or who your stakeholders are, and you have to you promote to all of those and you solve a problem for all of these, these stakeholders that are a part of this process. As you do that, this thing scales and grows very rapidly. So you get an expansion within these um, networks of sales reps and consulting engineers. And of course, I know you're doing these wonderful webinars where you're getting, you're doing a lot of indoctrination. You're being, you know, Johnny Appleseed when it comes Appleseed. to your, your uh, design philosophy and your proprietary tech and so forth, right? That's correct. All of those things, we use all those tactics and strategies to, to, to get the message out to the, to the infrastructure world. Um, now, Again, for our audience, you know, um, Veritreat is the underground, basically buried like that Pennsylvania dealership that we did, right? Right. Buried the unit, Veriskid being a skid, in other words, is a containerized solution that just drops in place. Where would you use the skid versus the treat? The the Avera skid system that is our plug and play. It's an above ground installation, and this is the one that I. This one is really starting to find a lot of success. Now, this one is typically used where. The end user is looking for the fastest installation commissions as quickly as possible. It's the fastest commissioning because it basically the, the systems come so complete that when you take the container unit and you uh, and you crane it off and, and set it on the concrete pad, it's a pipe connection in, it's a pipe connection out, and it's a power connection. If everything stays properly within eight hours, most of our units are readied for immediate commissioning and for into placed in operation. So that's the Averaskid, that's above ground only. The Averatreat is for below ground, like if you've you got concerns about aesthetics, weather, size, those types of things. So there's, there's different applications. And, and what, what I really like about it is that we can offer both. 100%, well, this is great. So three major products, uh, two of them wastewater treatment, one of them pump stations. That's really, really interesting. Uh, I wanted to discuss, sort of zoom out a little bit and talk about the evolution of the company. And I'm gonna pull up our uh, current strategic presentation and how our role is evolving into what we call a innovation hub. And you're seeing this happen in real time 
Uh, you can tell that that we uh, we are a changing organization um, because, of course, we're trying to make change happen in the water industry, which is not easy. But uh, our previous historical model was to constantly build value. Of course, we started in algae, transitioned to water tech, acquired PWT. 2018, we launched Modular Water with you. June last week, June 2018, I recall, there was mm-hmm. a, an abortive a crypto down there, water chain, which is now. Um, being planned as this dollar H2O, but those are soft targets. And then adding um, water on demand, which we'll discuss in a bit, and then the water for us program. And finally, a very mod pump station. So these are all great. The problem with it is what we, the, it was a bulky model and inevitably one or the other division was going to be a redheaded, red-headed, redheaded stepchild and not get the attention deserved, right? And it was also a constant burn. And so we moved uh, about a month ago, we moved to a different point of view where we successfully launched Water On Demand with its Water For Us program, which I'll discuss in a second. And we said, well, wait a minute, let's make that what we do. So in this model, uh, Water On Demand being, of course, the water as a service uh, pre-funded systems that enable end users to just sign a piece of paper and they get their water taken care of on a per gallon basis. Water for us is focused on human communities, which we, as you know, we've had a lot of action with, with, uh, you know, uh, travels, freeway travel stops, hotels, RV campgrounds, uh, trailer parks, and also housing developments, which are very interesting. And that's all, we put that in a separate category because it's a huge megatrend of people moving to areas that are much more spread out, more rural, less uh, sewage service, and thus needing uh, a uh, pre-standing water treatment capability along with maybe even energy independence and so forth. Very exciting trend. So that is what's happening here. Um, And in this model, Origin Clear offers the management support so that Water On Demand Inc. with its Water For Us program is an independent company, but it doesn't have to replicate HR, legal, finance, et cetera. That all is handled by Origin Clear. And as we move forward in time, we have the prospect next year of doing something dollar h2o is the asset wrapper uh using blockchain that we're looking at and exciting is that in the last quarter of 2023 we might be um taking a veramod it's actually might even be earlier than that but it's going to be split out no actually no it's going to be early 2023 we're going to make it its own little business unit preparatory to we're thinking of making that its own little launch What's cool about this is, as I noted in the, in the top right here, is that crowdfunding has become so packaged and productized that you can deploy a marketing campaign um, and fund a company with uh, prospectively it being uh, a public company. And the key players in each one of these companies get a tremendous equity share, and thus they get more directly rewarded, as opposed to the, sort of the big Borg kind of concept where we Everybody's kind of the, you can be a spectator and still get a chunk. Well, here it's very targeted. And then, of course, moving on to 2025, we're looking at your own organization um, potentially becoming a spun out company. Plenty of time. We're not in a rush. Uh, and finally, aggressive water treatment, which itself has some uh, trade secrets that are worthwhile. And, and then, you know, future incubations of other things. But these five properties, Water on Demand, Dollar H2O, Averamod, Modular Water, and Progressive, are the sort of jewels in the crown that we're willing to roll out. And in this model, Origin Clear, again, is the mothership that enables each one of these to be very tactical, 
very focused. And I know you love doing finance and legal and all that <laughs> HR stuff. So but we're going to take it away from you. You just talk to do it. Sorry. You can have it all. You can have every last bit of it, Riggs. I think uh, Mark Stevens feels the same way at Progressive Water. Uh, you know, and Manuel and Water on the Men, it's like, look, let me do my job. And then Origin Clear gets management fees, which enables it to be, uh, as a mothership, to be profitable and itself go on to the NASDAQ because you've got a, you've got it yourself a chunk of Origin Clear right. as one of the, um, uh, you know, restricted stock grantees. So uh, what I like about it is, is, is it creates this cool launch pad role for Origin Clear, which is very unique in the water industry. We don't have, we have them in Silicon Valley. We don't really have them in the water. Right. We don't. They're, they're really in, in this industry that doesn't exist. Uh, and to a certain to certain respects, we are we do look very similar to what you're describing in Silicon Valley when it comes to the water world. I totally agree with you. So Georgia Clear has that role and eventually gets monetized as such and has a big chunk of each one of these companies for its pains. Um, but then each one of these companies uh, becomes and we end up with, you know, half a dozen public companies of which Georgia Clear has a big piece. So the the origin clear investors and sweat equity players like you are rewarded there, plus targeted funding, which may be um, unconventional. You know, for example, we're not, you know, when we eventually start playing in the blockchain space, it might be a completely different way of funding things, uh, more crypto and, and less about, you know, um, trying to take it through the standard registration model, which is problematic for crypto. So it's it allows us to be very targeted. Each organization gets its own uh, path and its own um, economics, you might say, right? Right. So it's isn't it starting to get interesting, huh? It is. One, one comment I'd like to like to make, and this is for the audience, the, the greater audience that's listening in, the uh, like the the, the rollout, the, the legwork, and, and the progress that we've made over the last couple of years, and with the impending rollout uh, of the Avermod business unit as its own standalone corporate enterprise. Um, that lets us really refine and perfect this process. And it sets the stage for these other business units to follow a very similar path. And that is, that there's power in that. There's, there is, there is, um, it really allows us to get very efficient and very focused as we take it from one unit to the next unit to the next unit and not have it all just this big, huge conglomerate that you've, that you've been describing. Exactly. And I wanted to do one last thing, which is to look at, um, the historical uh, numbers with a bit of a forecast here, going back to 2019, we see that uh, the the blue bar is is modular water, and so combined the blue with the green, we see it running roughly you know roughly a million dollars a quarter, which has been the run rate for years now, but a big change happening with uh, tripled orders um, in 2021, so PWT taking off, and of course you're taking off as well because of the order growth this year. And so the blue bar takes off, and even though you're 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 calving off Everimod in the yellow, you're still seeing strong growth. So the combination is strong, but you know now we have three business units which themselves are um, showing good profits. In fact, um, here is the um, gross profit picture, where really uh, gross profits really took off last year as we started hitting certain uh, volume numbers. And it looks like it's going to continue to grow. And so that is very healthy. I can tell you that anytime you can present to the market companies that are profitable and growing mm -hmm. as themselves, it's very, very, uh, people are going to, uh, 
for example, we're starting to talk to family offices and, and high net worth individuals and small funds. A fund might say, you know what? I want to go into the pump station business. We'll fund this whole thing. And, you know, then it's going to be a competition for people to fund these things. Uh, right. You know, that, that it allows us to really uh, give people a very targeted investment in water, which is the emerging asset class. Um, people are starting to realize, wait a minute, government monopoly is falling apart and more and more uh, commercial works being done in water. And, you know, where's the funding? Well, the funding comes from all the different places. Well, we're providing funding from regular investors coming in for example, water on demand, et cetera. And people from regular accredited investors all the way up to family offices, ultra high net worth individuals, and eventually funds will be able to have a targeted role in an asset class that hasn't topped out like real estate has or like commodities have. You know, Oil and gas is great, but who knows? It's going to crash tomorrow. It's terrible. So whereas water is very stable, recession proof, it's at the beginning of its run. It yes. is. Super cool. It is super cool. It is. It is at the beginning of this run. I, the, I think the world is much more intelligent, much more sophisticated, and have a much greater understanding of the importance of de, of decentralized applications, water and wastewater, and, and for even greater centralized utilities, for that matter. Uh, and the need, the private sector investment in those things, there is nothing but huge upside, future upside for all of that. It is an untapped treasure trove, is what it is. And of course. Thank God, because water itself in the U.S. and the world is problematic. The, you know, we've had the Flint, Michigan issues, uh, Miami-Dade County, all kinds of places have have issues with water, and they're largely unsolved. And and really, like look look at India, for example. Are they going to install you know a fifty billion dollar sewage system? No. No. At the end of the day, it's all going to be decentralized. Yes. Point point of use. Yep. Same in Mexico, for example. Right. All these different interesting places that are growing fast outstripping their infrastructure and yep. what are they going to do they'll just simply put in place these these uh independent systems and so i'm i'm super excited about really being uh able to make a difference uh water and public health are closely related and um then i got to tell you i'm so happy to have you on board as the inspirational um you know designer vision of all this one last um mention i wanted to get into about water on demand which of course is this you know uh water as a service concept is that we're excited about uh, deploying your standardized modules um, as technology so that when we have these other water companies do the installation, let's say in Seattle, Washington, and they're going to install it and maintain it, we want to um, let them license your tech so that the whole fleet that we build through water on demand is more standardized. It's not a bunch of you know patchwork stuff that then when we're trying to get some other water company to take it over, it's like, well, what is this thing, right? It seems to me that the golden opportunity to let your patents and your um, trade secrets and your know-how become uh, exported to the water industry. And that, from what our experience so far is people are excited. Like, you mean we can have that technology? Like, yes, you can. We're not only right. going to give you the business. Here, here's a check to pay for this machine. Here's a check to pay for you to maintain it. And by the way, you get to use the uh, modular water tech. And I think that's a triple, triple winner. Yep. Triple win, triple win. It's a very powerful, huge, huge upside for it. I'm really super excited for the future. What, where are we going? We just, um, the path that's in front of us, it's, it's ours to realize the success. Dan, thank you very much for spending a little time with us on this. Uh, we're, we're going to uh, 
play it for our Thursday night audience and uh, there'll be some select clips, I'm sure. But I really appreciate your, I know you're working, you know, nonstop and your team. Would you reel off the first names of the team? Yeah. Uh, first names I've got um, Rob. Rob's been with us. He's been with us now for a little bit over three years. Um, Mark, Matt, Mark just joined um, and we got him. He's our senior engineer um, guy. He is um, assistant production manager. Um, we got a new, we got other engineer, other folks that are, that have been, we've been working with in third party relationships. They're actually getting ready to come on board in a full-time role. Don't want to release those names yet, but we've got, um, I'm really pleased with Tom. I'll, I'll mention Tom and Prasad, um, and the folks in corporate, all of these folks, it's a team effort. Um, one person cannot do this thing. It, it, it takes a team effort and really, I'm just very thankful, uh, with the folks that I've got that are part of this team. They contribute all of their, their contributions to the program and to the effort and to the vision are just uh, beyond expectation. Uh, we really, we're building something very special. Well, Dan, it's well-deserved on your part and I'm glad that you're with us. So I want to thank you for this time. Uh, keep up the good work and we'll maybe uh, do another checkup in you know three or four months and uh, see what, what further adventures you've gotten yourself into. It's a date. I think everybody will be really surprised with what they see in three months from now. It'll be radically different again. Fantastic. Thanks again, Dan, and uh, keep it up. All right. There we are with the, uh, the this super cool interview. And I think we really got into a lot of detail there. Put the microphone back where it's supposed to be. And um, just telling the reality of what's happening here. Because uh, Progressive Water is a custom organization. They're doing really well. They're getting a lot of business. But... The more business they get, the more, oh, my God, oh, my God. Why? Because they're making each one of these uniquely. Modular water is a standardized product line. And so all these numbers they're getting, I had them reel off the people. <laughs> it's like him and three people. That's it, right? Because it's so standardized, he uses a very good uh, software program that I call MANA because it's MANA from heaven. Uh, but this, it's um, got tremendous potential. And breaking off of Veramod, I think, will give it its chance to really shine. So, you know, I couldn't be happier with how things have gone here. So I'm, I see there's a bunch of comments here that I can just pull up here. Um, but wasn't that cool? Keith Rutten says the incredibly amazing Dan Early. And then uh, Eugene, you got the um, websites from Kevin who gave that to you. Eugene's brother, brother-in-law just got voted in to be a county commissioner. So we're going to get the inside scoop. So um, definitely people don't realize how many pump stations and lift stations there are is well over a million in America. And most of them are leaking. Most of them are breaking down. So uh, it's really becoming the standard. So um, what I'm gonna do now is step into the freewheeling discussion with my main man. Hello, hello. That was fascinating, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. Look, I, you know, it's funny because I, I'm, um, I'm having these discussions uh, kind of secondhand from you. So like, I just got the phone with Dan and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm relaying this to, to prospects and to investors. And then to hear Dan say almost verbatim, you know, what I've said in the last five conversations, people start to think like, I'm kind of smart, which is kind of cool. Um, I, I just have good information, right? Maybe I'm not that smart, but I do have good info. Here's what I thought was, what, what I pulled out of that conversation, I don't know if investors did, but we created something brand new by essentially applying a fintech application to a centuries old industry by creating a decentralized water, uh, you know, water, for, water as a service, funding it like an MLP. These are things that all people know, but it's never been done this way. 
but people always say to me, so you're going to go into cities? And I go, no, 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 because because of the layers of bureaucracy and because, you know, okay. But there is a gargantuan existing industry that has an immediate, urgent, and desperate need for pump stations. And we've now become an industry, we've kind of become an industry standard. My understanding is that national account who shall remain nameless, along with another household name, massive company, right? Billion, you know, trillion dollar company. Um, they bypassed the bidding process and went right to our design because it was like, no, we need that, that's fast, right? Um, once we're able to discuss these things, please God soon. <laughs> uh, so uh, once we're able to discuss these things, other companies, you know, they look to these industry leaders and they go, wait a minute, what are they doing? Why are they, oh, why are they doing it? So what happens is we become the Q-tip, right? In other words, you become the brand, right? Q-tip was the name of the brand. It wasn't, it wasn't cotton swab, right? It was, right. it was, you know, so it becomes the brand. Um, he said, and I, and I, I said to somebody today, a guy named Tommy, who I spoke with around four o'clock, Tommy, if you're listening, hi. I said, there's millions of pump stations that are in some state of, you know, advanced disrepair, right? Some stage of advanced uh, corrosion. Um, and they all need to be replaced within the next decade or two. And there's literally, you know, it runs in the billions and billions and billions of dollars. So not only are we going to be innovating and in, in providing a water for us decentralized water model, but we can have an amazing impact on this gargantuan existing water infrastructure business that we constantly say is, you know, archaic and we can modernize it. And my understanding is, is that with this falling apart concrete and stuff like that, we've now developed a way to drop these in right in the sleeve, right? So we don't have to, you don't even have to go with the big land mover, the, the backhoe and dig the damn thing out and pull out the busted concrete, you know, and make a gigantic mess. And it's a weeks long process. We can literally cut it, drop it and walk, right? That would make us, I mean, that's just, you know, add to what we're doing on the creative side. This is a very creative way of mending a hundred billion dollar wound in our water infrastructure. So that- People don't realize how important it is because the water leakage and also when the sewage leaks into the ground, the aquifer, all this stuff, um, sure. the state EPAs are, are you know, the departments of um, environmental management in various states are, you know, up in arms about this stuff, rightly sure. so. Sure. Um, I must say, by the way, Paul Fetcher, my, my main man, Paul says we can only imagine exciting things to come in the next three months. Dan is piling things one on top of the other. And uh, he may have a beard, but he's young. <laughs> I, um, I, I was um, personally, I thought um, hearing it from Dan, Dan is really a good communicator. Yeah. Um, but he comes at it from a very practical engineering point of view. Um, he is an evangelist of, of, of what he's helped create. But he also describes it in a way that you and I, coming from a tech and a finance world, would not. He, he comes at it from a very, you know, application-based language type, language set, which I think for folks that kind of are more familiar with the industry must be very refreshing. I, I, I love having him on. I really do. Yes. So he was real fine. But the funny thing is, you know, I, we brought him on the last week of June 2018, which is now more than four years. And we had no idea how long it would take. No, you and I, I, I was on those conversations, by the way, you and I just had an anniversary. Oh, that's right. 
I didn't get flowers. I didn't get chocolate. I didn't get poetry. I got nothing. But I took your call. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and the third on the third time. No, it did. So, yeah. So Dan and I kind of joined the organization within a few months of each other. It's true. Um, what, did, what did you say? May? Now, he was uh, last week of June, 2018. Last week of June. And you I were July. July 1st. July 1st. Yeah. Yeah. So we, so that was a busy week. No, it was crazy. And so at the same time, of course, I was winding down the, that we were hitting crypto winter and I was winding that down. It was crazy, 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 yeah. crazy. But here's the thing is that, and what we learned from this is that these, these big, you know, brick and mortar plays, just like real estate, they go like this, like this. And finally they hit critical mass and they start taking off. Mm-hmm. That's what we're seeing with modular water. Sure. And as I was saying, it's, it's a product, not a, not a, not a handmade thing. And so it has an opportunity to really grow. So this can be lots of fun. And yeah, Gene says, I didn't even take you to dinner. Yeah, well, you know. He did pay for the Corinthia. So That's true. Ken had too good a time in London. And um, I don't think he's told his wife how nice it was. If you, if, yeah, if you call 12 hours sleep in four days fun, sure. It was awesome. Well, who needs to sleep in London? Well, that, that, me, me. Uh, that would be me. Yeah. But no, it was it was great. It was great. Um, <clears throat> and I am um, I'm enjoying our correspondence with our uh, with our current family offices that we're communicating with. I think that's going very well, very, very well. And um, I, I, I would hope that uh, we look, I, I think we should at least discuss doing New York. We'll see what happens. Right. Got a couple of New York opportunities. We'll be talking about that. So um, uh, that's a lot easier on okay. the important thing is as we move up into the more sophisticated investors, not to go too high. Sure. No, no, no. Like, Super uh, funds. And like, do you know who I am? And all no, that. let me tell you the difference. Let me tell you the difference by the guys we're talking with right now. They walked over to me and they were like, we did this in energy. This is super exciting. We really need to, they were also enthusiasts, right? right. They weren't the stodgy, you know, bushy eyebrows. Let's see your 20 year, you know, they were kind of like, no, this is super cool. We super get it. We love it. And we've made a lot of money, you know? So one of the families, the father uh, from, he's an, he's Asian, uh, made a fortune bundling up power purchase agreements. So when I started talking about water purchase, agree, the guy finished, the guy was, Ken, Ken was finishing my sentences for me, right? So I was like, all right, I get it, right? So I, I do believe that you're going to find more and more true enthusiasts in that crowd. Now, I think as things get worse, and I think they will get a little tougher before they start to turn around in the first quarter of next year, I think more and more of your traditional asset investors will have a kind of a stomach to get aggressive on something, provided it has that securitization, it, you know, they're not going to, you know, do the dice thing. That's not, that's not, that's not the way they're built, yeah. but with, with, you know, commercial real estate and all that stuff being so, so, you know, so dodgy right now, I do think that um, talking about our broader vision and, and really talking to the kind of the large player, but enthusiast, right. Um, I, I think we're going to have a lot of success going through the back end of this year, especially when we start to drop in these first, contracts, these first, um, you know, uh, WOD um, assignments. Correct. And uh, that's going to be what I'm going to be discussing next week. We're, we're, we're zeroing in. I didn't in. know that. I just led you in perfectly. I know. Well, you know, because, uh, you know, we've been doing a couple things together here and there. You know, right. right. It's like an old married couple. We finish each other's sentences. Right. But seriously, um, we are, we're, we're focusing and we're starting to learn where 
again, my, my motto, which is work with the enthusiasts, never with the conservatives or the skeptics. We're learning where the enthusiasm is sure. versus where people are going, well, I don't know. It's an issue. What about okay, this? We'll what get about back that? to you when you know. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'll be uh, filling in the team on that. I'll probably bring Manuel in to brief us, but uh, yeah. lots of good, maybe even Bill Charneski might join us. He's the veteran be awesome. uh, who's been on board forever. Uh, so that is next week. And it's super important that we get our first commercial pilot. But we don't want to have a bad one. We don't want to you know, wreck ourselves and, rushing into it. Right. I'm reading a book about the, uh, the war in the Pacific and about uh, Admiral Halsey in the Battle of Leyte Gulf. And he just charged. It didn't it didn't turn out well? No, it did not go well. No. So you, and know, you don't get it, and you don't get a mulligan on a battlefield. No, he, yeah. and a lot of people lose their lives. You don't get a mulligan in what we're doing either. So, and I've explained to a lot of people. Look, the first one's going to take forever because you don't know what you don't know, mm -hmm. and it's going to have to run through legal team, you know, a million times. Now, most of these things, all aspects of water as a service, has been done by somebody. And yes, our partners are familiar with them, but we're adding elements to this that have not been added. So right. rather we take weeks on the first contract and get it 95% right, than get one done in a week and, and, and basically have it half wrong, right? And then um, we're crash trucking it and the whole thing. Yeah. Exactly right. And now you're now you're trying to play, you're trying to play catch up. So undoubtedly these will evolve somewhat. We want, we want that evolution in the in the you know second and third and fourth stage to be extremely minor, just basically fiddling at the edges. Good. Well, that sounds perfect. Uh, I want to thank everyone for jumping on. You guys stayed all the way to the end, and I'm looking at the list of, of all the cool people, all the cool attendees. Uh, this is where all the cool kids hang out. Oh, my God. This is the cool place. So I'm glad, um, I'm glad everyone's on board um, and supporting us. I really uh, well aware of your support at all times. We love you. And we're going to keep just going flat out. I'm having more and more fun. And the main reason I'm having fun is we have a bench. We have great people. Yes. So I'm able to say here, you know, Dustin, take care of this. Boof, that thing goes away and Dustin takes care of it. Thank God. So thank you, everyone. Uh, Ken, it was a pleasure having you today. Always a pleasure, um, sir. We'll see you tomorrow. And um, on your work anniversary, so to speak. Um, and <laughs> my work month. It's my anniversary month. My anniversary month. That, that gives me a chance to send you flowers. There you go. Thank you, everyone. Have a great weekend. And do tune in next week. We'll report on this commercial pilot for Water on Demand. Good night, folks. Good night.